1: Hi again everybody, it's Jungle Jim Jerome, Kevin Martin and Warren Hansen with this special edition of Inside Curling. Allow me folks just to take you inside a little bit. So we're always in different parts of the world. Kevin's in Toronto, Warren's in BC, I'm here, Mike's in Vancouver, Warren's in Port Coquitlam. Mike can see all of it, our producer. We we're about to unleash this great show and he said, Kevin I'm, I'm seeing some toes in the background. <laughs> What? What? (laughs) Whose toes? What's going on? (laughs) Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Talk about inside curling. (laughs) Hi again, everybody. We want to acknowledge all of our sponsors associated with inside curling who bring you this special show and our weekly show. Sports Interaction, Coyote, Tractor, Goldline, our new sponsor, Hearing Life, and Nestle Boost. Here's what's on the show today. Uh, The Prince's Auto Players' Championship is in Toronto. They're not quite finished. Uh, They got some tiebreakers tomorrow. This is Friday night when we do this. But most of the the round robin is over. Kevin, you're there. Of course, you're going to bring us up to speed. We'll review the teams we picked. Of course, I'm still gloating that I picked the winner from the Worlds, Scotland. Who's in the final playoffs this weekend? Uh, We'll check that out how we did. Kev, you did an interview with Caitlin Laws and Jocelyn Peterman. It was terrific. I I listened to it today. Well, let's just say I lost track of how many members of that team are pregnant. It's like Warren when he breaks down the playoffs for us, trying to figure out the page system and who's going to go where. That was a great interview. We're going to have a listen to that. So let's get to it. We've got the final, kind of final teams. We thought it was six, but it's different than that at the Princess Auto Players Championship. Kev, you've been there all week. What's going on? What'd you think? Give us a wrap so far.
2: Well, yeah. So how it works is 12 teams, two pools of six. So you've got five game round Robins. And of course, with that, there's going to be a lot of threes and twos and twos and threes, naturally, of course. So in the women's side, there are seven teams still in it. So with that, there has to be a tiebreaker. So Terenzoni Zoni uh, beat Holman tonight. And so that gets her into the tie break against Clancy Grandy. The winner of that game goes in to play Tab Peterson in the quarterfinals. So on the men's side, Dunstone plays White in the tie break. And then the winner of the tie break will play Cooey in the quarterfinals. So twos and threes ended up not getting in. He had to be a three and two. He had to have a winning record to get in, which is great. But what a fantastic uh, system to have 12 teams, two pools of six. It makes for a great round, Robin, and the games really do count. When it came to the this afternoon's game on the women's side, mm-hmm. all 12 teams were still in it. Nobody was out. What? Yep, that's the honest truth. Yep, nobody was out, depending on who beat who. It was still possible till almost dinner time tonight, any of the 12 could still
1: be in. It was a, a, a,
2: remarkable.
1: Save that playoff format then. Save that one then. That, that's... That's a good one, Jimmy. It's the best. It's the best.
3: It is for this format. This is basically the same playoff that the WCF used in the Worlds. yeah. But with a 12-team round robin, it doesn't work that well. But with this playoff with a five-team round robin, it's perfect because it's condensed the time. Everybody's got a really fair, even chance, and uh, I think it's a great playoff for this 12-team event.
2: So who are playing who, Warren?
3: Uh, In the women's side to start with, let's look at the final four. So, Gim was ranked number one with a 4-1 and one record and Rana number two. So, Gim goes to the top of the draw of the final four and Rana to the bottom. Also at the top of the draw is team ranked number three, Peterson. And as you mentioned, Kevin, Grandi and Terenzoni are going to be in a tiebreaker. The winner of that will go against Peterson, and then the winner of that will go against Gim, and on to the finals. On the lower side, Einerson and Fujisawa were ranked 4-5. and five. So they will play, and the winner will go against Rana. That will be the final four, with Gim and Rana already in there. On the men's side, surprise, surprise, Rotano's finished number one with a 4-1 record, as did Gushu with a 4-1 record. Both those teams are playing, in my opinion, extremely well. Particularly Gushu after that really hard final in Ottawa to come back this week, and he's, Kevin, I think he's the number one skip on the ice just about his day.
2: Oh, I would think so. Yeah, playing great. Absolutely.
3: So on the top side, we've got Rotanos and uh, Kui was ranked number three, so he's in that slot as well. And as Kevin mentioned, Dunstone will play White in the tiebreaker, the winner will go against Kui, and then the winner of that will go against Rotanos. On the bottom side, we mentioned Gushu is in the number two ranked position for the fours, and Schwaller will play Adin in the uh, preliminary game, and the winner of that will come in and go against Gushu. So that's kind of the way it's going to shake down. That's going to happen tomorrow and Saturday. And again, I think for this type of playoff, uh, with 12 teams and a five-game round robin, this is uh, an excellent playoff because you haven't got any huge imbalance. You've got about one game difference between the the top guys and the bottom guys. Versus the the world situation with that 13-team round robin, you can have some huge disparity between number one and number six, and and we did have that situation in both the world events. So I think this is a, a good system for uh, this particular playoff. And it's quick. It starts Tuesday and Sunday. We'll talk about as well the Pinty Cup rankings. And we need not forget the fact that this is virtually two events in one. Mm -hmm. And that the Pinty's Cup is based on the points for the year. And the winner gets 75,000. And the second place, 40,000. Third and fourth also get a payout. Here's who's still very much in the running versus from what we talked about a couple of days ago. On the men's side... Adana's 35 points, Gushu 31, Rotano's 24, Dunstone 23. So those teams are all in the final six, and all of them still very, very much in the heat of the battle. On the women's side, Anderson 39 points, the leader. Interesting, Holman, Holman was right behind her at 31. They're gone. Gim, then at 26, Fujishawa at 22. All three of those teams are all in the final playoff and very much in the running. So it'll be interesting not just to watch who's going to win the Players' Championship, but who also is going to, at the end, win the Pinty's Cup.
1: Right. Good stuff. Big cash, man. 75 grand. Was it last year? 75 grand? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice.
3: Yeah, it's great. The Players'
2: is so good for, because it, it brings it all together, Jimmy, at the end. It's fantastic.
1: I'm watching Rachel Holman today. Okay. I'm cheering. I'm a huge Rachel Holman fan. She gives up three. At, does Terrence only just make other teams play poorly? <laughs> I, I mean, she's, she's on a roll, you know. It is intimidating. There's no question about that. I was like, "Well, how do you give up three, man, in the big in the big game?" You know, it happens, right? Oh yes. You're not answering, you guys, because much many times in your life you gave up three. <laughs> now take it easy on me, good listener, Jim. It happens all the time. I understand. <laughs> oh well, I'll cheer for her next time. Is she going? Is she going to, to the big playoff?
2: Oh, Champions Cup. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yes, Holman will be there. Yep.
1: Okay, good. I'll cheer for her again. Uh, so, boys, we picked six teams, but it's all kind of screwed up because of the playoffs. So tell us how we did.
3: It was my fault. I, I, I was assuming,
1: I didn't look at it carefully, that it was... Hang on a minute. Kevin, did Warren say it was his fault?
2: I think he did. I think <laughs> I heard that.
3: So we picked eight rather than six. So let's take a look at the women's side, first of all, as to teams that we picked that uh, got in there. So we picked Fushisawa, she got in. We picked Gim, she got in. We picked Grandy, she got in. And we picked Rana, and she got in. And we picked Anderson, and she got in. But uh, who we picked that didn't make it was Hasselborg, uh, didn't make it. Homan didn't make it. and laws didn't make it. So out of the final six, we got five of them, and uh, so that's not too bad.
4: Not
2: bad.
3: Now on the men's side, we did pretty well. We picked White, he made it. We picked Edin, he made it. We picked Cooey, and he made it. Dunstan made it. Ratanos made it. Gushu made it. And we picked Mowat and Botcher, of course, who didn't make it. So, you know, we can kind of say we were six for six on the men's side.
2: I believe okay. I gave Jimmy heck because he picked Mowat off the bat when he's so tired. And he, I couldn't pick Schwaller. I wanted to, but I ran out of people. My fault? Yep. Your fault. <laughs>
3: Everything is your fault. Jimmy. <laughs>
1: I'll tell you what, Warren. So far in this show, there's two things that have never happened, okay, that did. One is you said it was your fault. And the other one is you agreed. You agreed with the playoff format. You finally agreed. You said this was a great thing. Mike, mark that down. Tell the producer. Okay. Yeah, mark it. Okay, Warren. So we're going to make new picks for the weekend.
3: Yes, we're each going to pick two teams to make the final and then stick your neck right out there and the one who's going to win the cash.
1: Okay, gimme the quick teams in the men's side. Gimme give gimme give quickly. Who are they?
3: Ratanos, Gushu, yeah. Kui, Schwaller, Eden, Dunstone, White. Okay.
1: I'm gonna go with uh <laughs> 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 yeah
3: keep us in suspense i'm going with cooey and schwaller <laughs> <laughs> who are you going with yeah, cooey and schwaller okay well, all not right bad. Ooh, no, okay. that's pretty good well choice. i'm laughing because of gush right the guy's probably <laughs> waiting <laughs> jerome what are you gonna pick me <laughs> uh okay i'll go next um i think gushu's uh he's playing well and he's unhappy from last weekend uh he's going to be in the final against rotanos and it's going to be a hell of a game, but I think Gushu will win it. So that's okay. my pick, Ritano's and Gushu.
1: Okay. Kev, you're, you're, you get the sludge.
2: Yeah, I got Gushu winning it uh, against Cooey in the final.
1: Okay, there we go. That's all different.
2: And I got Retornaz losing the semi, and I've got uh, Schwaller losing the semi.
1: Okay. All right. Mark those down, more. Good picks. Okay, bang off the women's teams. Which, which seven?
3: Gim, Rana, Peterson, Anderson. Fujisawa, Grandi, Terrazoni. I'm going
1: with Anderson and Terrazoni.
3: Oh, really? See
1: the thought I put into that?
2: (laughs) And who's going to win? Well, that's a pretty good pick.
1: Yeah, Anderson's going to win.
2: And once again, she's been in six finals in a row, so you're not really going outside the box in that one.
1: Plus, we have her on the show. I don't want her giving me shit. <laughs> you, you reined on my
3: parade, Jim.
1: I know I did, because you you didn't pick her last time, and we interviewed her that week.
3: <laughs> that was exactly my picks. Well, I think uh, why I'm looking at Einerson, she's got 39 points, and that $75,000 little added prize there has got to be sure. in very much in her horizon, so I think they're going to come on really strong as a result of that the next two days. So I have to pick her as well. I I, I was going to go Teranzone, but since you picked Teranzone, I'll say Gim. I was going to pick
2: Gim. Okay. Kev? So I've got Gim winning it. I've got Gim beating Fujisawa in the final, and I've got Anerson, Teranzone losing semis.
3: You're Fujisawa and Gim, right? That's you?
1: That's what I got for the final, yep. Mark it down. Take a flyer, folks. Bet on me if you're listening for picks. Go to Sports Interaction. Okay. Throw down some shekels on the big fella. Okay. All right. Great. Great uh, after you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll find this hard to believe. I'm down on my curling bets. Uh, I made a little bet with, with the mallet. help me. Whoa, but I'm down. I'm down. This will turn it around. Um, Part of our special show, Kevin. Uh, you you did a couple of interviews um, in the past little while that we're gonna uh, we're gonna play for you right now. I thought they were fantastic, particularly the Rachel Holman that you sat down it was really well done. Whoever filmed it and put it all together and edited it, edited yeah. the uh, the piece. It was fantastic. They had music playing underneath. It was. Uh, I've got to admit, uh, Kevin, she didn't, but I was almost brought to tears a little bit. Well, I was. When she was talking about how dismal her life was around COVID. It was yeah. a terrible for her. Absolutely right. terrible. Touching
2: piece. Really, really hard to do. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah.
3: Yeah, COVID time for those athletes was pretty rough. And I think that's something we forget. They were separated from their families for indefinite periods of time. They were locked up. Uh, it was pretty tough stuff. Take a look
1: at that uh, interview. You can go to the uh, Sportsnet YouTube channel and watch that and I'm not crying, you're crying, you know, sort of thing. So, uh, well done, Kevin. Really well done. And thank you, Rachel. Uh, Another interview uh, with Caitlin Laws and her team, Jocelyn Peterman, joined you a couple of days ago. And uh, let's have a listen to that. And uh, we'll talk to you boys right after we hear it.
2: thanks you guys for taking the time. Really appreciate it. I know you guys are on the ice here shortly. Um, Let's talk a little bit about it. We started the year, you were pregnant, but the only one.
4: Yes, (laughs) correct. And then it changed. (laughs) Yes, there must have been something in the water, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) We knew going into, when we formed this team, that we were all at the same stage in life and we wanted to start our families. So we are super excited that we've got well, one here, or two here now presently, and one on the way, and uh, it's very exciting times for, uh, for all of us.
2: So you played this fall Correct. a little bit, and then shut it down, and then Mila is now four months old. Yes. So how long did you play?
4: I played six events with the team, so I finished the very last weekend of October, and took November and December off, Right. and then was back on the ice in January with the team.
2: And Selena, then... She played all fall, but she just had a little one, April 1st.
4: A little baby boy named Hudson. Hudson,
2: Hudson, April 1st, uh, April Fool's baby. So then she played up till when?
4: Well, end of December. She played one game at the Slam in January, and then that was her last event.
2: Right, she couldn't do that. So then uh, Laura Walker came in, replaced
4: both of us <laughs> all yeah, three,
2: to, to replace whoever needed to be replaced at the time and then jocelyn now you're due in june yeah well, congratulations thank you that's awesome and but you're still playing
5: yeah i'm playing this event and then uh laura will play the champions cup for me
2: okay so laura okay but then will selena maybe be back
5: uh we're not too sure yet we'll, right. we'll see yeah
2: maybe maybe not yes. yeah who knows uh but then there's big news with Kristen.
4: Too.
3: Yes. Well,
2: just, no, not that news. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't yet. start any rumors. <laughs> no, no
4: no rumors. Yes, she recently got engaged to her longtime boyfriend Rob and uh planned to get married next summer.
2: Next summer. So okay, that that's a lot for everybody to take in, but we just had a little bit of an update here on all of that. Um so next year, next season, doing June so you'll be good to go next yep. season. So back to normalish?
4: Yeah, it'll be our this was our first year together, but next year we will be everyone on the ice together full-time. And we're really excited to put in the work and continue to train and accomplish a lot of the goals that we have.
2: Well, it's got to be incredibly exciting because we were joking before we came on camera how good a year you had, but with different teams. So I, I got to ask, I guess, with Laura, um, she has to be, or doesn't have to be, uh, <laughs> part of this because... My goodness, um, as a group, different people playing different positions, but winning.
4: She's been an integral part of our team this season, and we couldn't have had the success that we did without her. And we're so grateful that she was able to jump in and really just embrace being a part of our team. And we've loved having her.
2: We've heard lots of talk from different parts of the world because of the, the grind. There's so many events now that you guys have to play in. To have actually a five-person team, is that on, in the cards
1: for your team?
5: Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a big time commitment to ask. So we've been very fortunate to have Laura jump on board for a lot of these events. Even that was a lot to ask for her. Like we also had Joanne Courtney come for one event. Uh, Jill Officer played with us at the provincials. So it it takes a, a big group of people, especially when we're having families and things like that. So. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot involved, and, and we've been very grateful for a lot of support.
2: And how about let's talk about mixed doubles a bit? You, you guys play so much four person curling. Well, both of you play mixed doubles, but you you tend to play more, I think. Is that fair to say?
4: Yes, I haven't played in a couple of years. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, but but you and Brett, you don't know, do really very, very well at mixed doubles. So how how are you know how's this all gonna? <laughs> uh,
5: yeah, I don't know. We'll see. You know, after the baby comes, but. Um, it was nice to be able to play the Nationals and, and still be able to compete. And we really enjoy playing mixed doubles and being on the road together and, and getting to compete together. So, yeah, we'll see if, if we can continue doing that. We hope to. We really like the discipline.
2: I want to ask you, Caitlin, about your sponsorships. It was funny. Um, when you gave me heck, when the news of your team came out, which is fine. I appreciate <laughs> that. Your team is really popular. And I kept reading I'm not sure, Twitter or Facebook or whatever, the notes, this sponsor, this sponsor, this sponsor. But then babies do, babies do. How do I guess, how do your sponsors feel about all what's going on with your team?
4: We're so grateful for the support of our sponsors. We couldn't do what we're doing without them. And they are 100% behind us and are a huge part of our journey with our families. They're super supportive. And uh, it's been a lot of fun sharing all of our baby news with them. And we, We have a really great core group that has uh, kind of got behind us and just believed in every step, every bit of our team, and it's been a lot of fun getting to know every single one of them.
2: Well, I bet it's got to be exciting for them. Like I, I can imagine, this is what an awesome team to be like. It's, all the stuff going on with your families. Oh my God! As your sponsors year after year, they become your family too. Absolutely. And then your guys' family or individual families are growing as well. So it's what a positive uh, team atmosphere.
4: Definitely. And a lot of the companies we're partnered with are family-based companies. So it's just the core values really align and they're not just sponsors, they're partners, they're friends, and it's exciting to continue this journey with them.
2: Before I let you guys go to the ice and actually play your game here in a bit, I'd really like to hear, because I brought up Mixed Doubles a little bit and it's growing and there's no holding it back, I don't think. It's really exciting. But there's more sponsorship and stuff in four-person curling. Jocelyn, how do you see Mixed Doubles able to grow with four-person curling growing internationally so much like where does it fit in how does it how does it kind of get its own place in the game
5: yeah that's the the tricky part I guess right now Um, especially for myself and Brett who are are very committed to our four-person teams just trying to fit in the events in the schedule but I think you know the more sponsorship that gets involved with the discipline the more events there are it's great for the sport I think it makes our season planning a lot more challenging but you know i think that there are a lot more people playing especially in canada so it's got to be good for the game and and more uh, more events more purse on the line so it's all good things for the discipline and um hopefully we can just continue to see that grow
2: well first of all congratulations congratulations (laughs) in your curling and of course in the family stuff it's just wonderful thank you for taking
1: the time
4: thank you we appreciate it
1: Listen to the Inside Curling podcast ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
0: Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.
1: Okay, Warren, what'd you think?
3: Well, I think that team did pretty well this year, uh, considering everything they were dealing with, all those pregnancies and uh, different players coming and going. And uh, I think you take all that into consideration. They had an exceptional year, in particular, Laura Walker going in there and substituting at third in the, in the Scotties, and they, they were very close. So I think when that team uh, gets everything together next year and, they're, and they've got the, the children all are born and they're raising them, uh, I think they're going to be really a team to be contented with.
1: I mean, it's not so bad in curling if, if someone can't curl. They always seem to have a go-to from somewhere, somehow. And, uh, you know, remember Adin, right, was so hurt, and they, they won a bunch without him. I guess it always isn't that bad, Kevin, with, with people coming and going on a team.
2: Well, it's kind of nice you have Laura Walker stepping in, right? And uh, so that was kind of a key part of this team was uh, Caitlin had to go away first. And then Laura comes in, and then Selena, and and now Jocelyn. You know she's due pretty soon, and and so on. So it was just a it was a really fun uh, talk, actually, a discussion with them, what they had to go through. It was really incredible, and good on them. And I think I agree with Warren. They get all this stuff settled. Uh, so that's a team to be reckoned with. There's no question about that. And you can tell how well they get along. So it's a it's a tight knit group, and I think they'll keep Laura on as sort of a fifth type alternate type player because they've all got little ones now and, and Kristen McCush just getting engaged too. So you've got all kinds of activity on that team and to have a fifth, a quality of Laura Walker will really help because she's going to have to play a lot.
3: It's going to be interesting going forward. I think particularly on the women's side, because uh, a lot of them are juggling a lot of balls with children and, and in some cases jobs that you're going to see, I think five player teams become more of a commonplace with the women, maybe not the men yet, but I think the women were getting there. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I agree with you. It makes a lot of sense, Well, especially in this case, when you know, you know, real life is really pulling at every, everybody, but they're such good players. They have a great chance of, of doing terrific things in our sport. So keep playing, and if they can have a solid fifth player like that, then if they need a break or if they need to stay at home for a week or whatever, they can, and jump right back out on the tour again. It's
1: great. The men's and the women's world championships are in the books, but if you didn't quite hear what the fellow said, Early in the show, uh, this is the Princess Auto Players' Championship is the best 12 teams in the world on both men's and women's. Uh, so Sportsnet is going to bring you all that action all weekend long. Kev, you'll be calling a bunch of games. And, uh, well, you got our picks. You, you can tell how <laughs> tough it is. Uh, we all pick different winners. And I thought I'd pick the easy ones. And, and Kevin said I wasn't going to pick those. So you, as you said, Kev, unbelievable parody. It's anyone's game.
2: It really is. Yep. And that's, that's what the players has always been about. Uh, that was, why it was my favorite event all those years when I played. And, uh, you know, when you talk to somebody like Jennifer Jones, who's played for a very long time, she says the same thing. It's her favorite event because it's so hard to win because it's all the very best teams in the world. So it really is the cream of the crop and you've got to come to play. And if you don't come to play, you end up like Bruce Mowat and they didn't win a game, which is hard to imagine. Yikes. Well, you know what? He was tired. And, and if you're not perfectly sharp, that's what happens to the players.
1: What's your perfect event, Warren?
3: I think any event that involves the best players in the world today is is got to be my favorite. And I think uh, Kevin and I talked a lot about how we've got to try to make that be a more of an ongoing issue going forward, where we bring these best teams in the world together more than a few times a year, because that's where the real entertainment uh, is. And, and I think it's different than than a world championship or, or a Briar or Scotty's because Half the teams there really aren't contenders. In this event, I mean, you go out there and you don't know who's going to win every game. Every game can be hit to the wire or somebody makes a, a slight error at the start of a game and all of a sudden they're down about four. Right. So it's uh, unpredictable versus uh, normally these other events, you know, for the most part, till you get down to the last half a dozen teams or less, even you, you know pretty well who's going to win most of the time.
1: Cool. Uh, and who knows what's going ahead? Like a dean, right, is the president of that new players group. You know, some of these guys are going to start to pipe up Right, and say, this event is no good, this needs improvement. Everyone's talking about shorter events, so.
3: Well, and the other thing we need, and and that's all being discussed as well going forward, we we need more than just an event for all these top players. We need to have one or two levels uh, below as well that are well organized, and so there's a system and there's a way that you go from A to B to C. Which mm-hmm. right now we we don't have that, and it's it's pretty much per chance. So, hopefully, as time progresses, this is all going to get better organized, and I think these high performance players are are going to find a compartment of their own which they've never really had, and uh, hopefully, that's going to be a, a product of the future.
1: You're talking about relegation, Warren. Are you t- are you are you dipping your toe in that water? Re-
3: relegation's a, a a crazy word, Jim. I I, I think that. Uh, in any event that's got numerous teams in it around the world or countries, they have pools, they have divisions, A, B, C, and uh, it's the same thing. You, you move from one to the other as you get better, you know, even the pro sports. NHL has the American Hockey League. You, you, sometimes you're going to play there for a year or two right. before you even get into the NHL because mm-hmm. you're not good enough yet, but yet you've got to play and you've got to have competition to get better. That all has to be worked into what we're doing here because I think that's one of the problems now with some of the teams coming up. They're just not getting enough competition. Right. And so they, they, they don't get to play enough against uh, good competition to get better. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's one of the things they're struggling with because, again, there's, there's no system. So hopefully as we move along here, this will all start to fall in place better for these top players, uh, not just in Canada, but around the world.
1: Right. Kevin, should curling have a corn ferry tour like the PGA?
2: It kind of does now, but it, it, to Warren's point, it just has to be better organized. It has to be a little bit organized and a definite staircase from from C to B to A, and if you're not quite good enough, back to B, and if you're not quite good enough, back to C and, mm-hmm. and that and uh, so it is there is that, but not organized well enough. so you're right, Jimmy it's just uh, there has to be some good
1: solid work put into it uh, if you want to watch well, the best curling in the world it's going to happen uh, this weekend from Toronto the prince's auto. Players Championship and all of the action is brought to you by uh, Sportsnet. They'll be bringing all sorts of games. Kev, you'll be up from morning till midnight uh, covering stuff. So we've got a tiebreaker. Uh, One or two of them tomorrow morning. Two. Two tiebreakers tomorrow morning. So tune in. There you go, Kev. Great job in the interviews. Uh, Thanks a lot to uh, Caitlin and Jocelyn for sitting in and and particularly for Rachel Holman for taking the time to put that piece together. It was really, really good. Big thank you to our sponsor, Sports Interaction, Coyote Tractor, Goldline. Hearing Life, and Nestle Boost for bringing you this special edition and our weekly show, Inside Curling. A reminder, again, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you, insidecurling at gmail.com. We have an email segment, In The Bag, which we do each and every week. Keep sending them to us. They're they're really good. Really, Last week, I we a great email from a young 13-year-old girl. You guys helped her out. It was good. And so did Bruce Mowat, suggested what, what she should do. So check that show out if uh, you didn't get a chance. Boys, until next time, good luck. My girl, Anderson, okay? That's how I got but, uh, okay? Well,
3: she's got the potential for the big payday here, so she's got a lot of incentive in the next two days.
1: A lot of jingling, man, okay? There's a lot of cash on the line, so uh, good luck. I'm going to enjoy it this weekend. And you, good listener, you enjoyed as well, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Inside Curling. Shauna, put some socks on, for God's sake. <laughs> See you, Kevin. (laughs) Thanks, Jim. See you later. (laughs) See you more. Thanks, Jimmy.